So last last week we spoke about men being the the, 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 the key to accessing open doors. Like I mentioned last week, when we talk about open doors, it's not only for blessings and cars and for whatnot. Open doors can be doors you walk through and have encounters that change your life forever. These are doors you walk through that markedly alter something about you. It could be that they say you have this sickness. You encounter that door and the sickness leaves your life. They say you have this condition in the family. Everybody has it. And, and it is strange and interesting how people wear these things as if they are badges of honor. And then they go about and communicate to everybody that in our family, this is how we are. In our family, this is, this is what we are. In our family, we are all sick. This is what killed my grandmother. And this is what killed my mother. I am sure it will kill me and kill my daughters. That shall not be your story in the name of Jesus. Because you enter some doors that correct even DNAs. I remember in whilst we were at Lagon, there were times we would pray on the park. People would have gone to check their results and the results were terrible after encountering God in a strange way. Those same people would go and check and the results would have changed. It is on the computer, it has changed. So they'll print, they have printout of the first one they brought for the prayer meeting, and they'll come with the second one and come and testify on Sabbathfield to what the Lord had done. This is somebody's encounter. He had an encounter that altered great. So what we derive from these encounters are not the same. What we derive from these open doors will not be the same. Somebody seated here, what the person is desiring is an elevation in business. May you walk in that door. An elevation and relevance in career. May you walk in that door. Somebody is desiring a husband, a wife, a child. May you walk in that door in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I am the one. So, so we said, number one, that God opens doors, that the devil also opens doors. And so you need to be careful, you need to be sure that the door that is being opened is indeed God is the one behind it. Number two, that the door that God has opened is actually meant for you. Because we spoke about Paul saying that a great and effectual door had been opened for me, not for us or for you, but for me. And so doors are specific. They respond to specific people. They are open for specific people. Amen. And we said that the first kind of key you need is the key of man. Because God reaches man through man. God touches man through man. God would not do anything except by the operation and the usage of other men. Now you are here, you say, I'm, I'm looking for money. There is no way you'll be walking and it will start raining money. It can't happen. Hallelujah. The day you, you say, God, I'm looking for a house. Father, give me a house. You open your house and a three-bedroom house is in front of you. You must be scared because it is against the natural order of things. Assuming 10 of us here say we are looking for a house and the houses are dropping from heaven, where would they drop? Now, now, where would they drop? So, so God will reach a man through a man. You can meet somebody who say, ah, I have this land there. Usually I sell it, I, I think they sell it for 80,000 CDs. But I don't know, there's something about you. I want to give it to you for 20,000. The person just gives it to you and suddenly you are building and suddenly you are gone. Let that be your story. Hallelujah. And so there are different ways God can use men. Please, you get more information on the podcast. I'm just ramming through so I'll bring the rest of us you know, to the same page. Number two, we said consistency. We said it's important that you remain consistent. If you are knocking on a door, keep knocking. If you are if you are seeking, keep seeking. If you are asking, keep asking. In our generation, too many people give up too easily. In our generation, we know how to start a lot of things, but we don't know how to bring it to an end. This is the generation that that starts new. We have ideas more than every other generation that has ever existed. 
Yeah, because we have seen things have been brought up in a, in a totally in an environment where everything is possible. In some people's generation, if you told them that it is possible to enter something that will carry you from the ground and take you up, they will doubt you. If you told some generations past that it is possible to be in America and talk, be talking to somebody and see the person's face, Philly Gadoji, in Africa, they will say it is not possible. But we were born in an era where things are almost, everything is almost possible. And so ideas spring out of the environment in which we are raised. And so people are, are, are quick to start things, but we don't have the tenacity and the consistency to keep going at it. Amen. If you have two trees and you have two axes, one sharp, the other not so sharp, and you are required to, cause the, to, to fell the trees. Now, if you pick the sharp one and all you are doing is you hit here now, you hit this one, you hit here, you hit here, you hit here, you hit there. Every um, attempt or every strike is at a different part. And the other one that has the axe that is not sharp comes to his tree and just marks one particular point and keeps hitting the place hitting the place within 20 minutes the one that who started with a, 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 a blunt axe would have made more progress than you because of the law of consistency they would have struck the same place over and over again that the the, the, the resistance of that place will keep will now start caving in amen but the one who has the sharp one who hit here now hit this one hit that one hit that one within 10 minutes he would have done nothing because he would have been striking different portions of the same tree are you hear what I'm saying? Tap someone and say, be consistent. Tap another say, be consistent. Okay, so number three now, we can move on. Number three, sacrifice. Sacrifice. The third key to open doors is the law of sacrifice. It's the key of sacrifice. It's the key of sacrifice. It's the key of sacrifice. Because of time, I'm going to give you one scripture. That scripture, you will take it home, you would meditate on it this evening or tomorrow, whenever I have time. Romans 3, 24 to 26. You would write this down and, and, and you go and read it at home. But project 2 Kings 3, 24 to 27 for me. 2 Kings 3, 24 27. The law of sacrifice. Listen, everything of value is costly. Can you say that together? Everything of value is costly. Everything of value is costly. For the last time, everything of value is costly. Now, if you desire something that is valuable, it will cost you something. You will never get it easy. Listen, if I asked, I were to ask all everybody here on Sunday, bring a leaf or 10 leaves. Everybody bring 10 leaves. I don't care what shape, shade, or form. Just bring 10 leaves. People will even bring me 20 next week. Even though I ask for 10. People will bring me a bag full of leaves. Why? It is easily accessible because it doesn't have so much value. Now, if I said, okay, bring me a bar of gold next week. Many of us, I dare say, 97% of us may have never seen a bar of gold in real life before. Let alone touch it. Let alone bring it. And because it has more value, it will cost you more to obtain it. Are we, are we on the same page? Everything that has value in it is costly. So the Bible says, do you not know that you were bought at a price? Even your salvation was obtained um, by a price being paid. And that price was the sacrifice of the Son of God on the cross of Calvary to obtain us. It wasn't cheap. 
God himself sat in heaven and said, man, you have sinned against me. I need to redeem you from the sin that you have committed. And so I need to appease myself because I am the one that is angry against you. Are we on the same page? Don't, don't let anybody tell you that the sacrifice of Jesus was to appease the devil. It was, not, it was never to appease the devil. Can we go now? You only appease things you have caused harm to. Now, if there is a small god in your village and they say, a giant, a giant, a giant, you have to come and sacrifice a goat or a cow, it is because in their view, you have done something against that God and therefore you must appease that God. Now, if you commit sin, you are not sinning against the devil. You are sinning against God. God is the object of the pain of the sin. And so he is the one that had to be appeased. And that is why nobody could offer anything except he himself. Why? The man, the one who says, I swear by myself. The one who says, I swear by myself. What can you do? What can you give that can appease him? Except he himself provides the thing that can appease him. So he provides himself, his son, who is equal to him, to appease him in order that man will be bought and, and saved from sin. So he says, do you not know that you were bought at a price? Even salvation is, was expensive. It wasn't cheap. If you are looking for a good marriage, it does not come cheap. Can I go, can I go there too? If you are looking for is a good marriage. See, the reason why they tell you these days marriages are collapsing is because there is a certain understanding that either one or both parties have not caught about it. There is no marriage that works by itself. There's no marriage that automatically works. People in my generation particularly have read Snow White and Cinderella and the likes where at the end of the day they ride horses into the sunset and live happily ever after. And so it has entered their minds. People after my generation have moved from Snow White and they are watching Kunkumbagia and the like and they are painting a rosy picture of how love ought to be. But the Bible says that God loved us in that whilst we are yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. And so he says to man that um, um, you will love your wife as Christ loved the church and give himself up for it. Think about it. Too. That is God's definition of how things must be done in this generation. Sorry, in, in marriage. And so even if you want a good marriage, it is not, you must sacrifice for it. You will sacrifice your pride. Sacrifice your money. Sacrifice your freedom. Sacrifice your peace of mind. One day. Now, and so God himself set the tone and set the stage. He wanted to redeem man and he sacrificed the thing that cost him the most in order to obtain the, the redemption of man. God comes to um, Abraham and says, Oga, you've got to do some sacrifice for me. He said, you've got to sacrifice a son. Amen. Now, now, you know technically Ishmael is Abraham's son. What do you think? Ishmael is still Abraham's son. Yeah, because it came from his loins. And so for many of us seated here, if you are the one, you know the way we are smart and we think fast. When God told you, sacrifice your son. Okay, God says son now. Ishmael is still my son. Hey, where is Haggai? Go and look for Haggai and bring me my son. You carry Ishmael and say, Master, I'm sacrificing you to the Lord. Already I didn't want you. And if God is asking for a son, you are the one that is going. 
and you carry Ishmael and present to the Lord and the Lord will reject Ishmael because God doesn't delight in these things when a sacrifice that, that, that doesn't cost you is not a sacrifice if it is it doesn't cost you if you don't see value in it it is not a sacrifice are you hearing what I'm saying yeah it is, it is not it's, it doesn't no no it is not a sacrifice and that is why somehow Abraham also caught the idea he said no I have to I have to send my Isaac the one that I love the most carried him was on the verge of sacrificing God said hey Jah where a guy that's what God said. Said now, from now you are my friend. I will speak to you like my friend. Created a place in heaven called Abraham's bosom. Blessed him beyond the blessings any man has ever received. Increased him and his generations thereafter. Because God saw that this man had the capacity to sacrifice some things. That imagine if you were you were the neighbors of Abraham. He's gotten up Monday morning to go and kill his son. In the name of God said. How would you feel for him? Said this guy, Pa, he's not serious. He's a wicked man. He has, he has made this God trick him. He's probably been hook, hook winged. He, he's probably been influenced negatively. Are you following? But you cannot walk into certain doors without the force of sacrifice. You want, you, you, you want a good career. Sometimes it will cost you your sleep. I see some of these corporate people. The, the office officially closes at 5. They get home at 10. I said, that's right. When I used to work in Access Bank, there were days I would get home at 12 a.m. Can I ask my wife, you told me? 12 a.m. And I'll be back in the office by 7 a.m. And I always knew that I won't do this thing for long. But as far as I was doing it, there had to be sacrifice to get it done properly. Because there were days we were doing things for our boss. He had to go and make a presentation somewhere. And we were doing his slides. So we are thinking for him at, the, at that level. Thinking what will suit how he, the, the flow of the presentation. So we will do it by 12 a.m. Put everything together. We will send it to his mail while he's sleeping. Now, so he will wake up at 5, go through it, and put his, his, his point, his notes on it and send it back to us so that by 7 we should be back and correct it before he comes and takes it to go and present yes but they'll pay him more than you because he sacrificed to get there the things he did to get there if you are willing to do them you will get there too listen 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 sacrifice responds or let me put it this way realms responds to sacrifices so the spirit realm responds to sacrifice. The physical realm responds to sacrifice. Now when I say the spirit realm, I'm talking about both God's, the Holy Spirit, the God's side, and the demonic world. That is why somebody can go with their child and say, I want you to kill this child and give me money. They will kill the child and money will come. You know? Say, I want you to sacrifice this chicken. Chicken. They will sacrifice the chicken and something will happen in their world because don't think, look, don't think that when they go to fetch and say, bring me a chicken, it's because they're hungry. If they're hungry, mama lettuce is there. KFC is there. They demand something more because there must be an exchange in the spirit. So when they, when they sacrifice, there's a response that is derived and it brings the things into the, the realm of the physical. The same thing in the spirit world. Whenever you sacrifice, things are altered. Things are changed. 
There are times I have, I have moved in strange dimensions of sacrifice. My pastors look at me and say, this guy, this, no, no, this man won't talk about this matter again. Because they know, they know this, there's this, there's this, there's this. I said, really? There's this one. Don't worry. We don't need to ask anybody. Don't worry. I have some three programs. Let me go and preach and come. Preach. Whatever they give you, go and buy it to put it there. Sunday morning, choirs will come wearing nice dress and then they start feeling cold. They say, what has changed? Air condition has come. Listen, because nobody would sacrifice more for your vision than yourself. Nobody owes you anything in this world. So nobody is as passionate about what you believe in than you. And so if you are not willing to sacrifice for what you believe for your vision, don't expect anybody to tag along. Hallelujah. If you want to rise to the top, there is something that people who rise to the top, they look a certain way. They do some things. They don't do what everybody does. In the first service, I was telling them, okay, you say you want to walk in a certain dimension of anointing. You want to, you want to prophesy, I want to do this, I want to do that. But when I look at your laptop, all I see is Game of Thrones. 24. 32. Suit. Suit. Any day. Blacklist. Blacklist. And you see a big crown by a cry. You are annoyed that the producers have delayed. By this time, the thing should have come. Why are your pen drive ready? Oh, they will cost supplier how many episodes? Ebiaba, Aba, how many episodes? And non kwane guso. Yet your desire is to walk in a dimension of anointing. It won't happen. You want to be CEO, but you are not doing what CEOs do. You are working and doing what everybody else is doing. It you need to sacrifice something. Sometimes it will be your sleep. Sometimes it will be your comfort now. Some of you, every money that comes, you will spend. After all, at the end of the month, they will pay you again. And so, you are in a new month, but you have bought bags and shoes and dresses. So, you are owing already into the new month amount that they haven't even paid you yet. I feel like preaching this morning. <laughs> and so, two people are working in the same organization. One is so comfortable, the other people are struggling. And they will still come and ask for a loan from the one that they are working with and earning the same money with sacrifice you whilst you are busily spending somebody is sacrificing saving the money i have i have a pastime my pastors know i have a certain i have a hobby one of my favorite hobbies is seeing money sitting in my account it's a nice hobby do you know when you have money in your account the way you work is different yeah when you don't have also, somehow, you are annoying. Even the way the wind blows is annoying. Hallelujah. The way, the way, the, see, you see that they, they are talking about some, something in government. It has nothing to do with you. But you are annoying with everything. Annoying, your level of annoying, like people don't really understand why you are taking the thing personal. Your club didn't sign any player. You are so annoyed that as if it is your money. I know I'm preaching something good. To get, there is something you need to sacrifice to get to some things. There are doors that respond only to the law of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Many of you, you are comfortable. You have decided to be Sunday church members. Wednesday, you won't come. 
We say Wednesday we are praying, Thursday, five days are prophetic service, you won't come. But I think God does on five days, and Sundays he does different things. Five days you will come, you will, you will hear mysteries of prophetic revelations that are overflowing. And, and the few people who are coming, I, I taught something on Friday. I taught something. I taught you the language of God. How many of you remember? Those who are here on Friday. If I ask you now, what is the language of God? Some of you tell me Hebrew. Tell me Hebrew. Somebody will say Greek. Hallelujah. So you, you, you know there is something you desire. You sacrifice. It is five days we get the opportunity to pray. So you sacrifice. You come and pray for God to open you up into realms of glory. Hallelujah. Tap somebody and say sacrifice. 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 Have you put the king's scripture? Okay. Look at this. And when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites. Who was smiting who? Israelites were smiting who? Fantastic. We're on the same page. Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites so that they fled before them, but they went forward smiting the Moabites even in their own country. So they started smiting the Moabites at home. Then the Moabites started running. Then they went away and they still continued smiting them. Home and away, victory. And they beat down the cities and on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone and filled it. And they stopped all the wells of water and felled all the good trees, only in Keharaseth. For they, the, for left they the stones thereof. Howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. And when the king of Moab saw the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. The king of Moab saw they were losing. First instinct, he picked 700 men, everyone with a sword, to try and hold them back and fight. The Bible says they lost. The 700 were, were no match. Okay. Then he took his eldest son. He took who? Talk to me, he took who? That should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. Did you see something here? This is the Moab king. He has brought 700 people. Nothing happened. He now looked around, picked his eldest son and offered his own son as a burnt offering to his God, not even the God of Israel, his God. And the Bible says, a great indignation fell on the people of Israel and they had to stop fighting and go and they went home. That's why I told you, sacrifices trigger things in different realms. And so for us who are standing with God, we must learn to sacrifice to trigger things for us as well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The whole nation of Israel, God had told them, go and win this battle. They are winning, winning, and a man decides to sacrifice in a crazy dimension. Number one, it means that the, the value, the spiritual value of his son was more than the 700 people combined. Because this one was supposed to reign in his stead if he's not there. So he's the prince, the next king in line. In fact, so what he has done is to sacrifice the pleasure of the future for now. Are you hearing me? Because the future, this is the king for the future. 
He has stepped into the future to sacrifice the pleasure of the future so that they will win a victory in the now. And that is what we must do. There are certain pleasures that you must deny yourself. Yeah? There are some people, Saturdays, you don't know what to do with your day. Jump for me. Like, you're just roaming and galavan. You're more than the MP of the area. I'm doing visitations. Time you see the weekend is over and you got nothing out of it. Your own organization has milked you, squeezed you, squeezed every virtue from your system from Monday to Friday. You have some two days of respite to think for yourself and for your future and build something. You waste it and go and start building somebody's empire for Monday again. I've told you, when you see the people wearing suit and tie, they are not the ones having the money. It's those who are playing golf for Monday morning. Go to Achimota Golf Course. They are the ones controlling the money. I used to tell Pastor Yafi, when I'm going to work, maybe I have a client visit, I'm using Achimota. I'm, I'm looking dapper. You know, I'm wearing my, my jacket, my, I'm, everything is on point. My wife has checked me out and we made, made sure that I conform to the standards of aesthetic appeal. And, and I'm going, I'm driving, I'm, my air condition is on, I'm feeling all good, I'm cruising. Then I lift my head. Monday morning, somebody is dragging the guy's golf cart. He's wearing a Lacoste and some, and some trousers, some shoes, and some chair. And then he's just, he's just you know, gal- I said, hey, look at me now. I'm going to work for him. He's playing golf. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are dimensions you can never walk in except you learn how to sacrifice. Look, anything that doesn't cost you is not a sacrifice. It doesn't cost you. It's not a sacrifice. I was telling the first service, I was, I was, um, I was praying. We were praying during the week. Something happened. God spoke to me to do something. I didn't want to do. But the thing will cost me. It will move me. to shake me. I haven't budgeted for it. God said, do. I said, oh God, do. Charlie, do. I said, yes, sir. And I decided to do. In less than 24 hours, God opened a door for us. I said, wow. I said, God, this should be coming more often. Prompt me more to sacrifice more. If it doesn't cost you. It, David said, I will not give to the Lord anything that will not cost me. That's why I tell people. Some, some of the giving we are doing in church, eh? It is contribution, it's not offering. It's not sacrifice. But I've taught you when you're coming on in your home Saturday night, you have picked your offering, placed it before your God, and, and, and prayed to yourself, Father, this is this is what I'm coming to sacrifice to you tomorrow. Bless it and for, for its sake, preserve me. Not the kind where you come and say, it's offering time, they are singing um, the glory. Then you know you put the right hand into into the right pocket, strategically you have arranged the notes. And so you have eyes at the tip of your of your fingers. So you know where everyone is aligned. You pick this one, and then you if it is, it is listen, if it's even the same thing you will bring anyway, it will be better that you pick that sacrifice with your God and say, Father, this is what I'm bringing to you tomorrow. Take it and bless me and preserve me. If it doesn't cost you, it's not a sacrifice. The things by God's grace we have done 
I remember two years ago, I called Pastor Yafin to my office. I said, you know what? This year, God says you must stretch. You remember? So suddenly, this, so 2019, um, I hear a lot of my ICGC friends and they are all using, we are stretching. I said, wow, we are two years ahead of you. So Pastor Yafin, God says, if you don't stretch to a certain level where you are almost being torn into peace, you are not ready, you are not elastic enough to receive what you are looking for. Because you, in sacrifice, there's no comfort. Just like the road, road of greatness. On the road of greatness, you can't find comfort anywhere. You want to be comfortable, then you're not ready to be great. Speak to any person who has risen to the top. They will tell you stories of things they have to, they've had to let go. Of things they've had to sacrifice. When people of their age group, people of their caliber are doing some things, they are focused on other things and they are, and they are doing them. I told you, I've always told you, it's not how you start. It doesn't matter. Everybody can start well. It is always about how you finish. Yeah. That's why people can start businesses and they will tell you 90% of all businesses started throughout the world collapsed at, by, by the end of the first year. Because starting is easy. It is how you end it. Starting a ministry is easy. You can say God has called you, but after 10 years, if you are still standing, after 10 years, if you are still around, say no, it may be true. It may be true. But the Bible says, if it is from the Lord, it will stand. Tap your neighbor and say, are you ready to sacrifice? Yeah, some of you, you are sleeping too much. Sleeping. They said the average human needs how many hours of sleep? Talk to me now. Eight hours of sleep. So you want to sleep eight hours? Those who told you that, they don't sleep eight hours. Those who told you that, the average, they, they don't sleep eight hours. Do you know that strangely enough, when we, we move a man from Ghana and situate him in the context of America, suddenly he has the energy to do two jobs. Yeah, you find them. You'll be shocked. You sometimes I'll be talking to them. Ah, Pastor, I just left one job. I'm going to my second job. I say, hey. Today you are going to second job. Come for Friday midweek. You say you won't come, but you can go for second job. Because if you don't do, you will go hungry. Sac they sac people are sacrificing things. You can't go the same way. You cannot. You cannot do the things they are doing the same way and, 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 and enter some doors. It will take sacrifice. The anointing is costly and it is valuable, so it will cost you before you get it. The anointing. It is not cheap to be anointed. Hey. Think it's cheap. I've seen people, they'll get up, go and sit in Bible school, they'll teach them theology. They think by getting a degree in theology, you are anointed. It is good to get it because the knowledge and information is, is great. It opens your mind and helps you to properly divide the word of truth. But that is not anointing. The anointing is not cheap. Nothing of value is cheap. You want a good man. You won't just find them on the street. They are not cheap. You want a good woman. They are, you want a good child. They don't come cheap. You will need to sacrifice for them. Hallelujah. There are many mothers of prominent people today who tell you how they need, they sacrifice things, they sold things, they did whatever possible. I was listening to um, um, Lukaku, an interview, where he said the mother sold something 
of value to them to get his first boots. Even they couldn't afford milk and electricity and things. And one day he looked at the mother's face and said, Mommy, our story will change. And by God's grace, out of the sacrifices of the mother to get a boot for him, today when you hear his salary, you start doing your, your budget based on his salary. If it were you, what would you do with it? Hallelujah. There is nothing of value that will not cost you. There's nothing. The anointing will cost you. Elevation will cost you. Promotion will cost you. Relevance will cost you. Influence will cost you. Whatever it is you are desiring in this generation, it won't come cheap. Hallelujah. The reason why looking for a good man will cost you is that you yourself must also be a good woman. Hey, did I say that one? Because it means you have to work on yourself and discipline yourself and be a good woman. And then you can attract a good man. You want to be a good woman. You too, you must will be a good man and answer for me. It will cost you. You want a Mercedes Benz. The cost of obtaining one and the cost of obtaining a Toyota are not the same. But they are all cars, are they not? Oh, are they not all cars? Do they, do they not all move? Mm. So if you want anything that moves, you can even buy a Tico. Or, or, yes, the yellow ones that have come, the tricycles. Uh, what do they call them? Huh? <laughs> Oga, won't it move too? It will move. But if you want a Benz, the cost associated is not the same, even though they are all moving. So if you just want something that will let you move in life, then just go on the way you are going on. If you just want to be moving day in, day out, breathing, eating, and just moving, then please continue. But if you want to walk in a dimension, then you need to start sacrificing some things. Some, some of you, it will cost you friends. Hallelujah. It will cost you friends. Some of you, it will cost you your sleep, the way they say eight hours. Some of you must start sleeping like seven hours, six hours. You have to start reducing it. Some of you, it will cost you things. It will cost you your pride. Tell me that is how I am. That is how I am. Everybody knows that is how I am. I don't take nonsense. You have to start taking nonsense. Yeah, because if they make you a CEO, you will, be, you will have um, supervisory authority over people from different backgrounds. I remember there was a lady I came in contact with one day. She was born into a very wealthy family. And so she, and, and, and in their family, they can say anything anyhow. So she can say something to you that where me I'm coming from, no, it is an insult. But where she's coming from, it is normal. So she'll say it, and I have to quickly recognize that it is not so much her fault. And then and teach her that, Master, this thing that you said is an insult. You don't say that. So, oh, but I just said it to my mother. I said, you have a problem. Have a big problem. Sacrifice things. Some of you, you've got to sacrifice your. You see, you see everybody living some some way. People are traveling with their wives to Dubai for honeymoon and Dubai for um, vacation. Three three day vacation. They will spend maybe twenty thousand CDs, and you have used that twenty thousand to dig a foundation. 
that is that is sacrificing the opportunity to go on that thing and to start something. After five years, you are living in your house and they are still going on vacation in a rented house. But that is what you have to sacrifice now so you can enter some dimensions later. Are you hearing me? Look, and if you are ready, you see, everybody around you will not be sacrificing the way you are. And so if you are not careful, you will think that there's something wrong with you. No. You know where you are going and you need to start activating the force of sacrifice. There are times in church, God must speak to you and lay on your heart. It, I don't have to come and say, I want somebody to give it. We are, we are crossing over from that dimension. We are moving. When did I say that one? I said it, was it for a Friday or something? Yeah. I said, we are, we are walking into a realm now where we want something and it is done. We don't do, we don't, we, we are not, we are, we are harvest. I'm not a farmer. We won't do harvest. We won't do appeal for funds. We, are not, we won't do shilling. We want this, we'll do it. We move on with our lives. And so God must minister to you and provoke something in your heart to say, I want to sacrifice this. Somebody came to me last week. He said, I went into a covenant with God. I told God, there's this issue. It's a serious matter. It must be addressed. God, if you can do it for me within this time, I will bring a tenth of the value of that amount to you. So she came to tell me, man of God, when I was, I, I, I went to God, with, I didn't even know that she went to God. Said so because now God has answered that prayer request, I'm even shocked how he did it. I have brought my, the 10% of what I said. I said, oh wow, powerful. The Lord is speaking to you. The Lord is speaking to and I, and, and it will shock you what it was that God did for him. The power of sacrifice, it opens doors. Hallelujah. That's why a lot of people, look, listen, listen, I'm ending. Every truth can be stretched and made useless. Every truth. Every truth. Every truth. Okay, they say um, fruits are good. But you know you can eat a certain quantity of fruits that will begin to become bad for you. You have stretched the truth too much. And are walking in a certain realm beyond the, the, the confines of its acceptability. It's the same with truth in scripture. People can pick any, 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 any truth eh, and manipulate people because of the truth. So somebody can tell you, George, um, I'm seeing a door opening for you. God says you must sacrifice 10,000 cities. It's a lie. What did I say? It's a lie. Maybe the prophet is hungry. There are many times God will lay the bedding of the sacrifice. It's different from when I'm ministering. I say, I want 10 people to give this. I'm taking your money to build the ministry. And God will bless you too. That's not, He will bless you. But for someone to come to you, say, oh, you are going to die. I've seen you are dying. That's why the other day, when you're walking, some wind blew on your head, on your face. So now wind don't blow on me here. And because of that, to save your life, God says 20,000 cities, find it. Maybe even you don't have that money. And they say, God says if you don't give, you will die. That is stretching the truth 
that it's true that sacrifices activate things but when we stretch it too much we can make the thing become bad things some people it's no more sacrifices it's killing you you understand what i'm saying we are not killing you we are not, we are not it's no so understand as you walk with god god will lay on your hand you ask you to do some things there are times i'm just walking and god will just lay somebody's heart say now go and do this for this person the person will come and say, say you are in the spirit I, I was just having a conversation with somebody about this hallelujah one day somebody came to me we are going through some tough times in life tough times and I had prophesied to them that God said this and this is going to happen some doors are opening blah 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 and it was about six months from when I gave the prophecy and things had not, hadn't changed and I was standing here after service she came she was the, the almost tears were in the person's eyes just before she came, somebody came to me and said, God said, I should bring you this. It was in an envelope and gave it to me. I put it in my pocket. So when she was crying and I heard the, the Lord said, give what was given to you to her. It wasn't yours. So I don't know up to, I don't know what was in it. I don't know how much was. I was just the conduit. I, I don't know whether it was even CDs or something else. I just put my hand there and said, you know what? God said I should give this to you. Go and tell your so-and-so and your so-and-so that God said this is bringing change. Today, if you look at the dimensions you are walking in, I don't want to give you specifics because if I give you details, you will know who I'm talking about. So I won't give you, I won't tell you that's all. The person is in church. Yeah. Sacrifice. The power of sacrifice. The power of sacrifice. Some of you have to sacrifice and begin to pray some wild prayers. You know where you are coming from. It's like where I'm coming from. And you are not praying. Some of us, we know ourselves where we are coming from. No, except the Lord build the house. <laughs> except the Lord build. Hey, I was ministering somewhere in ICG. So I picked the lady. I, I was telling her things. She was confirming, confirming, confirming. And then I something profound. I said, ah, Where do you come from? Well, Freddie, you are there. You are there. Where do you come from? Then she, she mentioned my hotel. I said, ah, that is why. I told her, that is why. That is how they are. I said, I now understand why all these things. That is why. I want to pray in the next few minutes that God places in your heart the burden of sacrifice. So you, you position yourself to know how to sacrifice, what to sacrifice in order to enter the doors just yes, yes, laid ahead of you. In the next few minutes, I just pray to God. I just pray to God. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.